Hey, it's Kanzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence. Welcome to The Baldcast, a production of John Kanzano's Baldface Truth. <laughs> B-F-F-T. From the Pac West Center in downtown Portland, presented by High Caliber Millwrights, here's John Canzano with the bald-faced truth. I've made some long drives in my lifetime. I drove across the country a couple times. I was living in Tallahassee, Florida. Took a job then uh, in California, and I packed my stuff up, drove across the country. That's a long drive. I also drove uh, at the end of a season. I was covering the Big Ten, covering basketball. I was tired of the snow, tired of the cold, dreary weather in Big Ten country. Season ended. I was covering uh, Indiana basketball at the time, and they got knocked out of the NCAA tournament by Ron Artest and St. John's. Mike Jarvis coaching uh, St. John's. And I remember getting in my car, and I said, I'm just going to drive south. I need a break. And I drove south until I saw the sun. I drove all the way to Alabama and then into Florida before I saw the sunlight. Matt Prem, 24-7 Sports, went on a drive recently. He drove from Eugene, Oregon, all the way to uh, San Diego, California, for the Holiday Bowl. Let's talk to Prem about that. How are you doing, man? Uh, John, that was not by choice. I want everyone to know that was not by choice I made that drive because, God, it's awful. <laughs> Let me ask you. All right, take us through this before we even talk about this football game, which I want to talk about. But take us through kind of your planes, trains, and automobiles experience. Like, what did you intend to right. do, and what happened? So I was supposed to leave on the twenty fourth down to San Diego, and then I, I want to say like a week before, maybe even less than that. I I just reached out to Oregon, was like, hey, like are you guys really going to be doing anything on the 25th from a media accessibility standpoint? Or would I be just sitting in my hotel? Cause we got young kids. I want to be home for the morning of Christmas. What, what are we doing here? And they said, no, no, like you're good. Uh, there's nothing on the 25th, 26th is the first day that we'll do something. So I changed my flight to the 25th around two twenty was the original time. And I'm sitting there opening presents, monitoring, making sure nothing's happened. I wasn't expecting anything. I was like, yeah, this storm, it's going to impact everything. But it's it's flying from Eugene, which on Christmas Day was 63 degrees and sunny. I'm flying to San Diego. I'll be fine. I don't need to worry about it. And then about two hours before the, the departure, things started happening. It getting, gets delayed 30 minutes. It gets delayed again another 30 minutes. It just kept going and going. And by about 3.30, I got to the the airport. Tried to pull up my mobile pass and noticed it wasn't working. And I had to go to the ticket counter. Ticket counter uh, had a long line. I got through everything. I got my pass. Um, and I got to the gate and about two minutes for boarding. And I was, okay, I made it. It's all that matters. And then they canceled the flight. And they said that uh, they're, they're not going to be able to really do anything at, at the gate, go down to, to the ticket counter. And we got to the ticket counter. They said their system was froze. They couldn't do anything from that standpoint uh, and to just basically go home. And um, at that point, James Crepia, uh, the Oregonian beat reporter, 
he and I were on the same flight and he looks at me and goes, it's a hundred dollars car rental right now. They've got something available. Do you want to do it? And I was like, hundred dollars. Yeah. Like it's, that's cheap. I don't want to drive, but sure. So he books the car rental and we get to the, the, the counter to get our keys for the car. And the enterprise guy tells James that all we have is a pickup truck. And you could you could wait a little bit of time, and we could maybe have a sedan. And I'm just like, oh my god, I I I, I do not want to do this. And John, it's the reason I don't want to do this is I have made this trip before in a pickup truck. Um, in 2009, Oregon played in the Rose Bowl. That was the first year that my website was in existence, and the SID at the time said internet sites have to go a year of covering practice in person to, to qualify for getting a credential for the season. So I, I could not go to the Rose Bowl credential. So I was like, well, I got to go to the game. So my wife and I, we booked a flight. I was going to go in the stands right about afterwards from there. And well, we all, that flight also got the, you know canceled because of snow. And I ended up hitching a ride with two friends who were driving a pickup truck down to the Rose Bowl. Um, it was miserable sitting in a pickup truck driving to San Diego, it was about 2 a.m. in the morning when we hit 800 miles of, of driving. And I just looked at James and it was like, we're halfway there and we've been in the car for eight hours and we still have seven more to go. And it, I do not wish that hell on anybody. Uh, it's awful, and I'm praying to God I do not have to uh, do that back because I'm in a wedding uh, on the 31st, and I have a rehearsal dinner on the 30th that I need to be at, and I'm on a Delta flight coming home. I already changed that, and I'm just praying to God Delta has no problems because I do not want to drive back to Eugene. You're not driving back to Eugene. By the way, is Crepia going to have to take the car back, Does he, or can he leave it in San Diego? It was that was the weird a hundred dollars for a one way leave the pickup truck in San Diego. So he, I don't know what James's return flight is. I know it was Southwest like me. He hadn't changed like I did yesterday. Uh, no idea what his his status is. Doesn't my, matter. My, I found a, <laughs> I, I, I found a, a flight on Delta yesterday because I saw uh, Southwest. I had like 80% of their flights yesterday canceled. And I was like, boy, that's scary. So I went and found a flight for $340 refundable on Delta. Yep. I bought it just in case my Southwest flight got canceled. It did. And I checked the flight price for that Delta flight this morning. It's now up to $1,400. Yeah, you did the right thing. Smart guy. You know you've done this before. Savvy, savvy traveler Matt Prem with us. Uh, what did it feel like when you finally – arrive in san diego after 15 hours in the car or the truck um i this is where i just do my i, I love my job too much because i got checked into the hotel and i got to my room at 9 30 in the morning thank god um had a syllable and i was like well I have a podcast that I technically was going to be on in 30 minutes starting. Um, we do an interview with a team that Oregon's playing, their beat reporter, to kind of preview the, the game. And I originally said I wasn't going to be there, but 
I could make it now. So I quickly hopped in the shower and for whatever reason, I had no hot water. So I had to take a shower in freezing cold hot water that woke me up. So it was quite interesting when the, when podcast got done, I laid down and I fell asleep for about three and a half hours. And it was probably some of the best sleep I've had. No one will ever question your dedication to your craft, <laughs> Matt Prem. So uh, bless you for getting there and covering this game. Let's talk about this game. Uh, you've got yeah. really good quarterbacks in this game. Drake May, Bo Nix, uh, both coordinators, both teams lost their coordinators to other uh, other programs. I'm expecting a whole bunch of points. What are you expecting? Uh, I believe the record for points is like 89 for the Holiday Bowl. I, I think they hit 90 for a combined point total. Um, Oregon's defense is terrible, and they have lost – their best player at all three levels. DJ Johnson is, is not playing in this game. He opted out. Uh, Noah Sewell, he opted out for the end. Noah Sewell at linebacker declared for the draft and will not play. And then Christian Gonzalez at corner is also declared for the draft, and he will not play in this game. And then on the flip side, North, as bad as Oregon's defense is, North Carolina's is worse. And they have no pass rush, the, just like Oregon. Their defensive line is suspect. Their linebackers are suspect. Their corners are terrible. Uh, their safeties are not good. And they've had three starters in the secondary opt-out. Uh, so this is the perfect makeup for a bowl game because this isn't – you're not coming to watch a slugfest. If, if obviously, the defensive slugfest. Like, if you're just some dude who's watching college football in Texas, you want to see big plays, you want to see touchdowns, you want to see bombs through the air, you want to see offensive explosion, and that's what we're going to get. We've got probably a, a top-five draft pick in Luke May next in next year's draft. Uh, he's coming back. And then we've got Bo Nix, who is going to be drafted in the 2024 NFL draft at some point. Both guys will be – in that discussion for top five quarterbacks of 2023 college football, um, if, if not inside the top five. Uh, and then you've got some, some offenses that put up big numbers. So I think defense will be optional. Um, offense will be spectacular. And we should see a ton of points in this football game uh, Wednesday night. Bo Nix will play. The whisper is that he'll be close to healthy. What do you read that to mean, close to healthy? Uh, close to healthy means he will be running the football. I imagine he will run the ball, but it'll probably be a little bit of some select moments, like how he led the team a couple times and run. Um, I, I think it's all going to be calculated risks of when he runs, but it won't be like against Utah when it was such a shock at that last play of the game to see him pull the ball out and run upfield on that bum ankle where, you know, against Oregon State, they couldn't do that. They tried, and it was very evident he couldn't pull it off. Um, he game, uh, and that should open up the Oregon offense a little bit more. They, keep in mind, yes, they don't have their offensive coordinator. Both uh, Mac Brown mentioned this about how watching the film, he, you know, during the weeks leading up to this game, he kept telling his coaches, we need to run the football, get back to running the football, a lot like how Oregon does, because they, they I'm in healthy. They, they will all play in this game. They have their three best running backs healthy. They will all play in this game. And when Oregon's been at its best, it's been a team that's been balanced and can run and throw the football. And I think we'll see some of that show uh, tomorrow night. Do we know what the Knicks injury was? Is it Was it a high ankle sprain? Was there a fracture in there? Do, did we ever get 
a hunch or a clarification on that? No one's ever like a hundred percent said what it is. Um, Bo's referenced a couple times a uh, similar injury to what happened to him at Auburn. Um, I, I, I hate to speculate, but it does right. sound just very similar to just a, a really bad high ankle sprain. Him, you know, he announces he's coming back, which I think is great for the conference. We're gonna have great quarterbacks next year. Um, you know, and it makes sense to me because I, I view him as, you know, he's a fringe NFL guy right now. Like, I think he would stick on a roster. I think he would have a career. I think, you know, he'd, he'd – but I also think there's some money for him in this NIL world for him to come back. Were you surprised that when he announced he was coming back? Um, if you told me August 1, Bo Nix would return in 2023, I would have been shocked. But – when he came out and and put it out that he was going to come back in mid-December, I was not shocked at all. I, that's what I was anticipating. Because when he said he was playing in the game, what, what's the value? This is a game that, you know, it, it's not the Holiday Bowl of 2000. And, of 2000. It, it, it's not going to be a game that they are going to have, you know, it, it, it's just a different era of college football now. Um and they're expecting like a huge crowd. They're, 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 supposedly they're expecting like almost forty thousand people to be at this football game. Um, a lot of it being the local crowd. But it just when he said he's playing in this game, that was like a he's he's coming back. There's no reason other than he's coming back to play. So the way things transpired for him in his season, as things progressed, you know, the whispers started getting out, and they getting started getting louder and louder as the season progressed. That. Yeah, maybe Bo Nix is going to come back. He he loves Eugene. It's been a really big eye-opening experience for him and his wife. Um, it's a different area, and and like, I I just think there's something to having fun, like, and, and playing well and not wanting to leave that. Yes, the NIL mo- the money factors into that as well. But like Bennett Williams, I asked him a couple weeks ago of like, why are you playing in this game? Like you. You said last year you didn't want to leave this program in its current format. You wanted to help usher in the landing era. And so you came back for that extra year because of COVID. And you've done that. You, you, you have done everything asked of you to, to get Oregon to a better place on and off the football field. Why are, why are you risking everything? And he was, his answer was, because this is like the most fun I've ever had playing football. Like this season has just been tremendous. And I, I think that's factored into a lot of these guys of whether they're six year seniors like a Forsyth or a Bennett Williams of why they would play in this game or why it would Bo Nix would return is this season for this team has been a ton of fun and the connection and the bond that they have, they just want one more experience of it. Does does Nix coming back, how does that affect that that quarterback room? Jay Butterfield already in the portal out of out of the picture, but you know, I, I think immediately I thought immediately of Ty Thompson. I, I thought immediately of uh, of Dante Manning. Um or not Dante Manning, um Dante Moore, excuse me. Right. Um because when Nick's when, when Moore committed to Oregon in July, I think it was, um the understanding was, hey, like you're gonna show up and there's gonna be an open competition and you will have an opportunity to win the starting job. And in today's day and age, that level of a quarterback wants to play, and they want to play right away. And it's very rare to find a guy who's willing to sit and wait. And Butterfield is gone. 
I, I think Ty is going to stay. Um, and I hope he does. And I hope his story ends in a positive manner because I don't think he's been very good this season. He hasn't looked good. He struggled last season. There's a negative, negative aura around him within the fan base. And I don't think that's entirely fair, um, either. And so I kind of hope that's going to be a guy that, you know, the storyline of it, maybe it's just the journalist in me of just seeing a guy preserved through so much negative outlook towards him from a fan base to preserve through that and become a good player. Um, next season, they, they, they flipped Baylor's commit Austin Novosad um, last minute. They got him on a secret visit for uh, an official with his family the last weekend before signing day. Um, that should be their quarterback room. Getting Novosad in locks them in. Um, and now it's all about putting tie or putting Bo in a place where he can compete for the Heisman and hopefully finding time, finding ways to better develop um, Ty Thompson and to better develop Austin Dovisad. They've got to do I, – I, I think one of the few critical errors this coaching staff did, I, I feel like, this season was there was ample opportunity to get Ty Thompson in the game and then run their regular stuff. It really felt like Ty got in, but he didn't get to play a lot with the first-team offense. Or when they did run the first-team offense out there, it was run-run screen. They didn't run their typical stuff. Um, Ty got a lot more reps this season than he did under Mario Cristobal, and that's the first big step. But now next year, it's you've got to get him in the game, and you've got to find ways to manufacture 50 throws and get him some experience, get him ready to go to compete in 2024. Matt Prem, keep up the fight. You're doing great work. Uh, you can read him on 24-7 Sports. Uh, listen to his podcast. Make sure you follow him on Twitter. And if you need a ride, he's got a pickup truck available to him anytime, anywhere, <laughs> any destination. Uh, hey, get home safely after this game, Matt. I appreciate you making time. Absolutely. Thanks, John. There he is. 15 hours in a pickup truck. There you have it. <laughs> when he said pickup truck, I almost lost it. Leave it here. Anna's popping into the studio next. We have so much to talk about. We interrupt this broadcast with a special announcement from the Bald Face hey, sorry Truth. to interrupt the podcast, but if you want to listen to more of the Bald Face Truth Radio Show, including more of this segment that you're listening to, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes to the Bald Face Truth Radio Show. Thanks for listening.